Welcome to the podcast, Estate Planning with Paul Rabelais, where we'll discuss the latest and simplest legal strategies and tactics available for you to protect your estate for yourself and your family, all in easy-to-understand terms. It's all about protecting your estate now, so you and your loved ones can reap the benefits later. And now your host, estate planning attorney, Paul Rabelais. Hey, everybody out there. I've been thinking about doing this podcast for a few weeks and thought it might be interesting to discuss what the Donald Trump estate plan might look like. So this podcast ought to give you some insight as to what are some of the components of, you know, that may be going through Donald Trump's mind, as his advisor's mind, as um, you know, he uh, sets things in, in place to be able to protect what he has, take care of his kids, you know, avoid all of the you know government interference that everybody wants to avoid. So I, I will tell you that this is this is not a political podcast, uh, but rather a how to deal with estate planning issues when the circumstances are that, you know, Donald Trump is, is wealthy <clears throat> any way you look at it. So this um, video or podcast, rather, might apply to someone who has hundreds of millions or even billions of dollars of wealth. Uh, recently reported Donald Trump's you know, uh, net worth maybe somewhere around $3 billion or 3 to $4 billion. Other issues are he's been married three times and he's got five kids from his three different wives. Also, his his wife, Melania, also has wealth of her own. It's uh, been reported just from a quick Google search that, you know, she may have an estate in the, in the tens of millions of dollars. Also, she's 24 years younger than Donald Trump. So that poses perhaps some particular estate planning issues. Also, for his five kids, some of them are adults. Um, one in particular is a young adult, and one is a minor. So estate planning issues there. And then I'm just going to assume, but, you know, it's not safe to assume. If, uh, you know, if I was helping him, I'd be asking him lots and lots of questions. But I'm going to assume kind of his, his major objectives are to, you know, avoid tax, um, and really, you know, keep what he has in the family. I think uh, maybe he even <clears throat> may have been impacted by, it's been reported that his father, you know, uh, arranged things to um, try to leave, you know, Donald Trump, um, you know, a, a nice inheritance. So maybe Donald Trump wants to do the same for his family. And I'm going to assume, you know, he and his wife have a have a prenup. So I'm sure that's the case. He's been divorced at least a couple of times. So I'm sure he has that in place. So what's his is his and what's hers is hers. Okay, so um, as we get into it, um, first thing we're going to talk about is from an estate planning perspective, what is Donald Trump going to do during his lifetime? He's in his 70s. Got to be thinking about this stuff. So because of he has so much wealth, he's, he's likely um, to do what others who have some significant wealth do is, you know, implement a plan that includes some lifetime gifting. Really, it's just a drop in the bucket, but worth going through anyway 
like anyone else, um, he has the right to donate $15,000 to as many people as he wants to every year. I believe he has five children and nine grandchildren, so that's 14 people. And <clears throat> if Melania and Donald consent to gift splitting, then Donald Trump can give away $15,000 to as many people as he wants to, and Melania can agree to allow Donald Trump to give away, uh, to use her $15,000 um, annual, annual exclusion amount. So really they could give $30,000 a year to as many people as they want to. Donald Trump could use all of you know his money and his assets to do that. So when you're talking about five kids and nine grandkids, um, you know, every year he can transfer $420,000 um, to those next generations. And the, the benefit of that is we do have a 40% estate tax. So by transferring those assets without tax consequences to his kids, to his grandkids, then he's getting all of those assets out of his estate, thus avoiding 40% of the value of those assets and really probably avoiding more because those assets will grow over time. Now, the, the gifts that he makes to the younger, what we call donees, certainly the minor child, maybe the young adult, um, will, those gifts will be made in trust because he probably, like most uh, parents and grandparents, they don't want to dump a whole lot of money on in, into the lap of an 18-year-old. And so those gifts that he makes will likely be to what's called a crummy trust, where um, he'll be able to take advantage of his annual exclusion, but you know preserve the, the assets so that they can benefit the child or grandchild you know, for many years to come. And then there'd be a question as to what will he transfer? Will he transfer cash? Will he transfer, you know, real estate interests? The way uh, that typically works is, you know, he owns various entities, um, LLCs, partnerships, and he could transfer small fractional interests in those entities to his children, to his grandchildren, to trusts for his children, to trusts for his grandchildren, and use his uh, $30,000 of gift tax annual exclusions that way. So those, those would be discussions that would have to be made. And when someone is gifting real estate or in particular uh, very small fractional interests in entities that own real estate, valuation becomes a really uh, tough issue um, because... I'm sure with Donald Trump's organizations, you know, there's there's um, very little comparable um, that that appraisers and people who value these things. There's very few comps that that the appraisers can look at. So those transfers or those gifts of real estate are likely subject to some potential valuation um, discussions. So that's an issue. So that's that's the lifetime gift. In addition to the $420,000 of lifetime gifts he can do, he can also pay the educational expenses for his children and grandchildren. 
you know, if he's got nine grandkids and they're all in private schools, then those, you know, those educational expenses are likely to be in the, you know, several hundreds of thousands of dollars annually. So now we're talking about the $420,000 of annual gifting, perhaps uh, several hundred thousand dollars of educational expenses for all of his descendants who are not fully educated yet. And so that's that's a way he can, you know, shift maybe maybe even close to a million dollars or so out of his estate every year, again, saving 40 percent estate tax when he passes away. So kind of a drop in the bucket for a billionaire. But nonetheless, um, if he does that over a period of many, many years, the savings to his family will be likely be in the you know many, many millions of estate tax dollars. The next component of Donald Trump's estate plan would be the <clears throat> planning for his incapacity and planning for his death. So he, you know, he'd have these powers of attorney, maybe one and for financial matters, one for medical decisions. You know, if he were to to designate someone as what's likely referred to as an agent on a financial power of attorney, which is who could handle his, you know, business dealings for him. If he were unable to transact for himself, I got to think he'd probably want to designate one or more of his older children who are running his business in his absence while he's running the country. So, and then there'd likely be, you know, a help, some type of health care power of attorney. Maybe his wife would be designated in that. And in all of these designations, he would he would make his designations and then he'd have backup designations in case those people that he designated could not or would not serve for some reason. And then, <clears throat> in addition, really important um, estate planning comes into a play as far as the what happens when he passes away. So if the goal is, you know, provide as much for his family while avoiding tax and avoiding, you know, what some people call the money grab that the, that the government is going to try to take advantage of when somebody who's really wealthy passes away, then we'd have to make sure that his bequests were made in a way to minimize the tax burden. So like I said earlier, we have a, a federal estate tax. The way it works is when somebody dies, if they have more than $11.4 million of assets and, and if they pass away in the year 2019, then there's there's going to be a 40% estate tax. The tax is based on the fair market value of the assets that the deceased person owned. So Donald Trump has $3 billion. You deduct out the little measly $11.4 million, still puts him at $2.99 billion that would be subject to a 40% tax which means there'd be well over a billion dollars of estate tax due to the IRS um, were that 40% tax to apply. However, things would likely be structured uh, because his wife is 24 years younger than him. What he'd likely do is give that estate tax exclusion amount, $11.4 million, probably give that directly to his kids because that's what he can give without there being any of the 40% estate tax. But the remainder of his estate may go into what's commonly referred to among estate planners as what's called a Q-tip trust. 
Um, here's the background on that. People like Donald Trump, really anybody, can can leave their large estate to their spouse, and that qualifies for something called the marital deduction. So Donald Trump has $3 billion. You'd think there'd be $1.2 billion of tax due when he died. However, if he simply leaves his estate to his wife, that qualifies for the marital deduction. So all of what he would leave to his wife would be deducted from his estate before estate taxes were calculated, and there'd be no estate tax due. And now she would have a very large estate in theory, so that estate tax would be due when she died. So the system is really set up for uh, couples to arrange their legal affairs so that uh, as long as it's structured the right way, no estate tax has to be paid when the first spouse dies. It gets paid uh, typically when the surviving spouse passes away. But Donald Trump isn't going to want to leave his estate outright to his wife, Melania, because if he leaves it all to her, the $3 billion, then there's no telling where that estate may go when she ultimately passes away. She may want to leave it all to her one son and exclude his four children. Who knows? She may get married again and want to leave it all to her next spouse. So I got to think, you know, Donald Trump is going to want to have more control over that. So he can leave it to a trust, and as long as it meets the requirements of what's called this Q-tip trust, then it qualifies for this marital deduction treatment, and Donald Trump gets to direct where the trust assets go when Melania passes away. Sure, she'll get the income from that trust for her lifetime, but Donald Trump would likely say, I'm going to leave my estate to a Q-tip trust where Melania is the income beneficiary for her life. But when she dies, I want the trust to be for my five children. Melania won't be able to direct where it goes, but she'll be able to benefit from it by getting that income for the rest of her lifetime. Okay, uh, so that's, that's what's uh, the kind of necessary arrangement to allow really zero estate tax to be paid when Donald Trump passes away. Uh, now, he'd likely provide that if, you know, especially if his minor child is still young after he and Melania pass away, that it would remain in trust for the minor child and perhaps until the minor child is older and is more responsible. So there's all that typical leaving it to someone who's not a responsible adult yet and providing those protections in place. Um, what we also haven't addressed is if, if tax avoidance is, is a number one priority, he could also do like Bill Gates and Warren Buffett have pledged, which is to leave you know, the bulk of the estates to charity because assets that are left to charity avoid estate tax. But I, I kind of doubt that he's going to be quite that charitable because um, yeah, it's been reported that his father took advantage of some legal strategies to try to save as much of his father's estate for Donald Trump, and Donald Trump benefited from that. And so Donald Trump probably wants to do the same for his family. And um, kind of as we speak, I believe Donald Trump's charitable foundation is being dissolved. So it's I got to think Donald Trump is going to want to try to take advantage of whatever he can take advantage of to 
keep it in the family, but still try to minimize or avoid the, the tax burden. And then it's likely that he'll do all of this um, estate planning through some type of revocable living trust, perhaps instead of through his will, because if he leaves everything in his name and he leaves it uh, to his wife and kids through his will, then there's going to be some very long drawn out court supervised probate process. And Donald Trump uh, would probably want to take advantage of strategies to, to keep as much of it private, to keep it out of the court system. So um, real common strategy for families to use revocable living trusts because things in a trust don't go through that court-supervised pro process when someone passes away. Donald Trump would have his assets titled in the name of his revocable trust. When he dies, his trust becomes irrevocable, and it would have the trust would have all of the terms to cover all of the bequests that we've talked about here uh, today. So in summary, um, people in Donald Trump's shoes, although I don't think there's anybody that's in Donald Trump's shoes, um, are likely to do a significant amount of lifetime gifting, um, may perhaps take advantage of paying for um, medical and educational expenses for their descendants to try to get as much wealth out of the estate as possible. Um, then at, at death, they'll likely take advantage of the estate tax laws, which permit married couples to arrange so that no tax gets paid when the first spouse dies. And in Donald Trump's case, that could be a significant deferral of tax because Melania is 24 years younger than him. He could pass away and then uh, she could live another, you know, 30 or 40 years. And, um, and, and so really significant tax, it, at, at least deferral, who knows whether we'll have an estate tax 30 or 40 years from now. So got that going on. And then, and then likely the bulk of the estate left in a trust to qualify for this marital deduction with Melania getting the income from it. Uh, and when Melania dies, automatically going to Donald Trump's five children, um, whether they get it outright at that time or in trust may depend upon how old they are and and Donald Trump's confidence in their ability to handle an inheritance like that, which would likely be in the, you know, each of them may get, may get as much as at least tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, so uh, there you have it. There's what potentially a Donald Trump estate plan might look like. All of this is done without any idea of what his real you know, dig deep concerns are and, and how he feels about leaving things to his family. And, but uh, just tried to take a, uh, take a look at what someone in his circumstances um, might need or want to discuss and developing a strategy to keep as much of it in the family, protect it from the government, quite frankly, and from taxes and um, make it easy for those who were involved to, to get things done at the right time. Hope that helps. I'm Paul Rambolet, estate planning attorney. Y'all have a great day.